Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 410 here in the station, 62 degrees and cloudy. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com, and I appreciate them endorsing the show for the remainder of the year. If you need something, reach out to roadscholar.com. Like every Tuesday, and I should have known it was Tuesday from the start, like it is every Tuesday, we have Tuesdays with Tommy. Tommy's a Navy veteran who uh, was a senior staffer in Congress for many years and now knows and helps our veterans navigate that system. Tommy, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday at the beginning of the show. Everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> no one of, worries, one of those Robbie, weeks. One of those up. weeks. No, I get it. I had one last week. I was in D.C., all week and i got home and same thing i thought it was monday and you know it was saturday so you gotta get, you gotta get back to it, you know? <laughs> I get it. hey i want to thank you for the shirt by the way and i posted it on my social media i'm doing some nice comments on it there it's a great looking shirt i appreciate uh, it i yeah. appreciate you joining yeah, us each week awesome. uh, so i figured it's the least i could do no thanks rob hey uh before i forget i want to thank all your listeners these guys are really, I love it. They're reaching out to me on social media. Several of them have commented. They heard last week, I'm still doing that book giveaway that'll end Sunday this week. Uh, it's a veteran resource book. I'm giving away five of them, one on each of my platforms. And I have, because of your show, I have somebody reaching out on each of my platforms who listens to your show. So that's awesome. Great. That's awesome. They, they get extra points of their listeners. So that's, <laughs> that's how it's good. Hey, so I want to talk to everybody about the shutdown because there's so many rumors. Um, and now I'm not going to comment on the political strategy of the shutdown. That, that's a topic for another show. Uh, we could bring Rush Limbaugh back from the grave, and I'm sure he could debate this all day long. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is the people who are going to be affected by it. And if that does occur, what can happen, what will happen, all those things. So let me just tell you, I, I was in D.C. last week. Altogether, I probably met with about 40 members of Congress. And it looks like, based on what I heard and the discussions I had with committee staff as well, that it is more likely than not that we're going to get a shutdown or the Senate's going to have to do a continuing resolution unilaterally without help from the House. Now, I keep hearing from all sorts of people about different things about the military won't get paid, veterans won't get paid, seniors won't get paid. All these things. So I reached out to Congressional Research Service, and I wanted to provide for everyone a, you know, comprehensive who is and who is not going to get paid. For sure, what are the proposals, and just to kind of set everyone's mind at ease. Well, but now, let me tell you. Before you start there, what? Tommy, I just want to, because I, I got this from the White House Twitter page just a, a couple hours ago, where the White yeah. House itself said 1.3 million active duty troops won't be forced to, would be forced to work without getting paid under the extreme Republican shutdown. So that's coming direct from the White House Twitter account. Yep. So I know they put that out, and uh, whoever works their Twitter page is doing their job trying to somehow create this narrative. And so I want to rest everyone's mind at ease and, and get this organized. So, little history. I have been Hang on. As a sailor, I was in for one government shutdown way back in 1995. I lived. We all lived. We all got sick. 
In each of those shutdowns previously, there has been a last-minute deal. And they will only do a last-minute deal to get that done. But let me, let me take a step back, because people don't understand about spending. And on October 1st, our new fiscal year starts, and if we don't have a budget, you know, you can't spend because Congress controls the purse, and the budget has to be approved by Congress and signed by the president. If that occurs, there's all these rumors of who isn't and who isn't, who isn't going to get paid. So let me tell you, I verified this with Congressional Research Service. Benefits such as Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare will 100% get paid because that comes out of a different funding. It's not a discretionary funding. It's mandatory funding. And so they get paid. Uh, programs such as Veterans Benefits, those will get paid. Veterans will still get their disability money uh, for service-connected disability, GI Bill payments will still come out and they'll get it for their BAH or monthly housing allowance. All those kind of benefits are still paid. They will not be affected in the case of a shutdown. Yes, veteran or active duty service members would be negatively affected. They would not because their funding does not come out of mandatory spending uh, or excuse me, it does come out of mandatory uh See, I, even I'm getting confused here. It, it is not a mandatory spending item. It has to be appropriated. And it's discretionary, and therefore, they would be affected. Now, like I said, I've lived through this now four times, three as a staffer, once as a sailor. They always do a last-minute deal to protect the military. And this year, uh, a congresswoman by the name of Jennifer Keegans out of Virginia, Virginia Beach area, she has already drafted a bill to protect veterans. Uh, see, even I get the lingo wrong. To protect service members. What the bill essentially does, it's called Pay Our Troops Act. It essentially allows for funding, for pay, for any active duty service members of the Department of Defense and Department of Homeland Security solely in the case of members of the Coast Guard. A lot of people also forget that the Coast Guard is not part of the Department of Defense. It historically was with the Department of Transportation, and since 9-11 has moved over to the Department of Homeland Security. But nobody else in DHS will get paid other than members of the Coast Guard. So the Coast Guard, the Space Force, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marine Corps, and the Army would all get paid under this bill. Also, civilian contractors and civilian employees who are considered, quote-unquote, uh, uh, the terminology is mission critical, they would also receive pay uh, if this bill is to pass. And this bill's already got tons of support from both sides. And the Senate's drafted up a version of it, too. The only reason why it hasn't gotten to the House floor for a vote is because if they do that, they know in the Senate that then that would for sure trigger a government shutdown. If they, if they do that early, there's no threat of it hurting the military. It'll for sure lead to a shutdown. There is talk already about this bill being put out there Friday, just before the government shutdown. It'd be something that would be voted on. I, I have talked to several offices. Not one from either side has said, no, they want to do this. Uh, this bill is super smart. It allows just for the spending for our troops uh, and mission-critical people because we don't want national security to be hurt. 
and I don't want to see this bill. I would love to see something worked out. Uh, and if you guys want to talk about what the holdup is, I'm happy to, you know, unpolitically just tell you what the, the break is, what the hard line is. But if that fails and they can't get that to work and they can't get a continuing resolution past Friday night, this bill will go into effect. They'll vote on it. And it most likely would pass the House and the Senate unanimously. I, I couldn't see somebody voting against it. And I would have a hard time believing. As a matter of fact, I would put everything I got in my bank account. I would borrow money and put more money on the odds that President Biden will sign that bill. I could not imagine him not signing it and allowing our military not to get paid. I agree it, on that, but I think I think there's a couple of progressive uh, Congress people who would not sign on. They've never never uh, voted yes for a military appropriations bill anyway. Why would they vote for this? A- a- AOC comes to mind with something like that. I, you know what? I, I don't even think she's that. I don't think she would be that foolish. Doing a move like that would trigger. Uh, I mean, I would literally, you know, donate to whoever ran against them. You, I, I honestly, and, and listen, I don't donate <laughs> to members of Congress, but I, I just got to believe that even if they did, it would be ill-advised, one, but two, they would just get fried, and it doesn't matter because you have so many individuals who would vote on this on both sides. And I, I talked to both sides of the aisle. That's something that I, I just couldn't imagine happening. The military, this it shouldn't even come up. This is not a political or partisan issue. The military needs to get paid. It's it's not even if, if we're paying for all these other things, the military's got to get paid, and it can be done. It's been done each time, each time. I've done this four times. It'll get passed. Um, but for those of you who are on Social Security, Medicare, Veterans Benefits, I read this whole 42-page report from Congressional Research Service. I verified you'll still get paid. Those those individuals will still be paid even absent of this bill, because that comes out of a different spending pot. And I try not to get into appropriations a lot with people and spending bills. Uh, only read that to my grandson at night when he's got trouble sleeping. <laughs> I break out, you know, <laughs> I break out spending bill information and I read it to him. And just like that, he's out. But I want people to rest assured. I know there's elderly people who are depending on their social security. I know there's veterans who are counting on that veteran service parents with disability. I know there's veterans who are counting on their uh, GI Bill money to come in and pay their, you know, everything, their living expenses, everything. That money is for sure going to get paid. Those things are taken care of. What isn't taken care of is the active duty component. But it looks like all the branches of the DOD are going to be able to have, are still going to be able to get paid on time, and uh, the Coast Guard as well, which I know is separate. But it looks like it's going to happen. Now, a little thing I might want to throw out there, even if the government shuts down, even if it does, look for a continuing resolution bill to be done by Monday morning in the Senate, which will continue funding at the rate that it is now. And that will probably last until October 31st, which then they'll come up with another new bill, or they'll have to do something to remove a lot of that Ukraine funding, which seems to be the biggest uh, hurdle for the current uh, bills to be passed right now. Yeah, there's a, a couple of uh, hardliners in the, the House that are 
are want the, the, some funding restrictions for Ukraine, and that's why uh, you know it's not getting done that way now. But it's good to hear that there's the trigger ready to be pulled for an, uh, a bill to pay our active duty military and the Coast Guard. Again, like you said, the Coast Guard does not fall under the Department of Defense. It falls under the Department of Homeland Security now. So uh, we'll see where it goes, but it's great news that it doesn't affect Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, or veterans' benefits. You know, that you try and use the scare tactics time and time again, and that's why the White House put out, you know, especially facing our active-duty military. Uh, Tommy, like always, I appreciate your expert opinion and advice on this and research. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks, Tommy. We'll see you again next week. It is 423 here at WILK time for traffic and weather. And thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentelli Data Internet and Renegade Roofing. We nail it. It looks like it's a bit jammed up on East Main Street, Route 11 in Plymouth, that due to construction. And they expect delays between the Turkey Hill and Cary Avenue. Also seen some delays due to road work on Blackman Street in Wilkesbury between Hazel and Route 309. And it is a little slow go on the Morgan Highway between Clark Summit and Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, mostly cloudy, high 62. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 46. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, high 68. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 68. Friday, spotty showers possible, high 68. It's currently 62 degrees and cloudy at 424 here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 428. Hey, Jay, got a text message. Hey, Rob, I had a, have to have a big laugh last night during the game when they started talking about Swift and Kelsey. <laughs> I said he called it Scott from Tunkanic. Yep. So they, they can't get the like clockwork. They can't. And now the view's talking about it this morning, saying it's all a political scam. It's all a, a scam or a business scam. Uh, saying he was wearing one of her clothing lines, and uh, who cares? Yeah, well, here's an interesting one for you, and I saw this on Twitter last night, talking about Travis Kelsey. I'm just trying to see here. You're going to blow your mind, but also at the same time, you're going to be like, oh, my God, who cares already? So I saw a thing on Twitter where it said, yeah, since – Taylor Swift showed up to Sunday's Chiefs-Bears game. Are you ready for these numbers, Rob? A 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jersey sales. I did see that, yep. Travis Kelsey's podcast with his brother Jason ranks number one overall on Apple. Travis Kelsey has 383,000 new Instagram followers. 24.3 million viewers watched the number one game of the week. A 63% jump in female viewers from ages 18 to 49, and three times the increase in Chiefs searches on the web and StubHub. And it says the Chiefs sold more tickets in a single day since the start of the season. And they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Yep. It's ridiculous. They should should give her a helmet and put her in. (laughs) Give her a helmet, put her in. One play and done. That'll be it. That's it. That's, yeah. all, that's yeah. all it obviously takes. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously all it takes. Yeah, but everyone's saying, oh, the Taylor Swift effect. Yeah. No. Ridiculous. <laughs> no. 
Unless she's putting on a helmet and scoring points, I could give a crap. Hell, Denny Hamlin was even talking about it on his own podcast. And just to, and me and my buddy Jason Boone, we were talking about this earlier today. Denny Hamlin has like a Taylor Swift obsession to the point that he named his first child Taylor. For that yeah. reason alone, it's it's ridiculous, man. That's a little. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got a fan base that spends what two thousand dollars for a concert ticket. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I, I literally know parents that like like was looking to take loans to buy concert tickets for their kids, and I'm like, what did your kids ever do to for that? Twenty twenty three in a nutshell, Rob. I don't get it. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah, remember the Ticketmaster disaster earlier this year? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, here we go. For two guys that hate that people are talking about Swifty, you're surely talking about Swifty a lot. Yep, making fun of those people. Well, got to talk about it to make fun of it. Credit to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I saw it on one of their social media pages. I think it might have been Facebook. And it just so happened that Jason Kelsey was standing next to DeAndre Swift, who they acquired in a trade from the I Detroit saw, Lions. I saw and they the were pictures, saying, yep. this is the only Swift-Kelsey duo that we care about. Yep. <laughs> Typical Philly fashion. Yes. I loved it. This is News Talk Radio, so we're supposed to be talking about the news. And if you look at the news come to sports, that's what they're talking about. Nonstop. So, uh, you know, it's as simple as that. What, uh, what was I going to get to next? Where are we here? Oh, El Nino. El Nino's coming this winter and it's going to bring a lot of changes to a lot of places and el nino is a normal occurrence you can say oh my god it's because of climate change because of this because of that no it's a normal occurrence but for the northeast it really doesn't make a difference it doesn't change much for the northeast at all it uh means that the south california will be wetter uh, the south mid the mid-south texas you know your mississippi your alabama your florida will be cooler uh, Mid-Atlantic will be drier. The northern plains will be warmer. But for the northeast, it doesn't change much at all. Outside of the normal nor'easter that comes up the coast, it could affect that here and there. But for the most part, looking through, and I'm going to save you five pages of uh, weather jargon from CNN, basically for the Northeast, us here, it, it doesn't affect us much. It, it may affect the spin of a nor'easter that comes up the coast and gives us that increased participation, precipitation, precipitation. There we go. But other than that, it doesn't affect the Northeast. So that's what El Nino will do for you. But they're expecting a typical El Nino winter from December to February this year. It's 433 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Maybe he'll talk about Taylor Swift. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 439, 61 degrees and cloudy here at the station. It's point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 74 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, six of which, five, six of which from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with police officer Brian L. Rowland, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police. Pennsylvania in 2021 died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Corrections officer David Michael Weaver, Pennsylvania Department of Corrections in 2016, succumbed to injuries sustained nine days earlier when he fell and struck his head at State Correctional Institute in Great Greaterford. 
police officer Garrett T. Farrell, Philadelphia Police Department in 1980, was shot and killed while chasing a thief who had beaten and robbed a 72-year-old woman of her purse. Police officer Vincent Bernard O'Donnell, no relation, Philadelphia Police Department in 1929, succumbed to injuries sustained one month earlier when he single-handedly arrested three subjects near the intersection of 17th Street near Lycoming Avenue. He was on foot patrol beat when he noticed three men standing in the intersection with guns in their hands. He commandeered a vehicle at the intersection of Germantown Avenue and Huntington Park and asked the driver to take him back to the intersection as he was running aboard uh, as he was on the running board of the vehicle, he ordered the men to stick their hands up at the same time one of the men made a threatening act towards Officer O'Donnell, causing him to lose his balance and strike his head. Special Officer John J. Ellis, Pennsylvania Railroad Police Department, Railroad Police in 1918. Special Officer John Ellis was shot and killed at the West Philadelphia Station at the intersection of 32nd and Market Streets while confronting a drunk man who was causing a disturbance in the ladies' waiting room at 5.30 a.m. And that's our uh, list for today. And again, as always, our... Uh, Thoughts and prayers go out to all our uh, first responders across America. I'm just looking at, at uh, something else on uh, my timeline to talk about. Um, you can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Somebody said... Uh, Good Lord, it sounds like the NFL needs to hire Taylor Swift for PR chief. No, Jake's going to start banging his head on the console in there. <laughs> um, we're not allowed to talk about Taylor Swift anymore. The, the listeners are getting, oh, getting angry. But, but I'm, I'm not the NFL network or ESPN or the, the stations that actually really shouldn't be talking about her. We're the uh, news talk radio station, so we're supposed to be talking about the news. And again, if you open up any sports website, any sports article, any sports... So the view was talking about her. Yep. God, they really are desperate for ratings. Yeah. Yeah. And not in a good way either, which is no. surprising. They yeah. Throw her under the bus when it's something. And what's with Kel's? Forget about Taylor. What's with Casey's new look with his mustache and his wacky clothes? Oh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's, he's looking more like the singer from Queen. Uh, like, like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He was walking down the God. airplane stairs with the, the, the other person. And uh, he, he looked like Freddie Mercury. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, something's up with Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's <laughs> – that basically came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, I tried to give her my number, but she turned me down. And then apparently I guess the pickup line that he used was so bad. It was something to the effect like, oh, you, I've seen you perform it at Arrowhead. You should see me perform at Arrowhead or some crap like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're not too full of ourselves, I guess. Uh, well, I'm just glad that his brother was on Always Sunny. I'd rather yeah. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> so, so the Eagles. What was the, what happened with Monday night last night? They won 25-11 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are three and zero. One of only three undefeated teams left on the season. Them, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Miami Dolphins. And then, in the other game, part two of the Monday night doubleheader. You had a rematch of the Super Bowl two years ago with the Rams and the Bengals. There was a lot of talk whether or not Joe Burrow was going to play. And surprisingly, 
I mean, he did play. And the Bengals, they beat the Rams 19-16. to That's the Bengals' first win of the season. But obviously with, with Burrow nursing that calf injury, you could see some of the rust and whatnot. He was 26 out of 49, 259 yards, one interception, sacked twice. And a quarterback rating a QBR of 25.2. So, yeah, the only touchdown that the Bengals got last night was from Joe Mixon, their running back. All right. Well, I'm happy for my Eagles fans out there. You know, the more they go undefeated, the more louder they're going to get. Oh, so, yeah. uh, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy. Again, I don't really root for an NFL team anymore. So, you know, if the Eagles are doing good, great for them. It, it's great for Pennsylvania. It's great for us. It's setting up for a rematch. Yep. Philly yep. versus San Francisco. Yeah. Looking forward to it. We'll see December third. <laughs> yep. All right, it's uh, 444 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. I was beckoned to another station for some reason. So, did, did they wave the wand? Did they flash yeah, they, a light or something? Yeah, they were like... A beeper? Do you have a beeper you walk around with now? That's it. Whatever you, whatever pager, you want to believe. beeper? Well, actually, she walked by in the halls. I was trying to come in here, and then I thought you were in the middle of something important that I could leave you and then come back. Sure. Uh, this traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. There's nothing to report anyway. There's, <laughs> it looks pretty good out there. Uh, there's an, the construction on Route 11 East Main Street in Plymouth. That's cleared up. Things are moving right through that area. And really, nothing going on on 81 right now. Well, that's always Well, good. let's keep it that way, okay? Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 46. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, high 68. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 68. Friday, spotty showers possible, high 68 again. It's 61 degrees and cloudy here at uh, 446, your official weather station, WILK. It is, uh, welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. It is 440, 450 here at the station, 61 degrees and cloudy. I got a text message, Jake. So Taylor Henceforth shall be known as she who cannot be mentioned. So it's Taylor Henceforth. Will be she will be referred to for the remainder of the discussion. Taylor henceforth. Taylor henceforth. Let's just say henceforth. Yeah, henceforth <laughs> shall not be no, known as who should not be named here. And somebody said the L.A. Chargers need to focus on wins. They need a receiver for the most high price QB yeah. and play Broncos twice. Maybe uh, get that uh, Robbie actor, uh, Bar- Barbie actress, uh, Robbie actress Barbie. <laughs> yeah, that, to date Herbert. That was so they want Barbie to date Herbert. <laughs> Who's that? Margie Ro- Margot Robbie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a big thing with with the L.A. Chargers. Is so last year, last year the playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they were up twenty seven nothing. They blew the game, and obviously they lost their first two games of the year. Two points to the Miami Dolphins. Three points to the Tennessee Titans in overtime. And Brandon Staley, I mean, he's definitely on a short leash. And you could tell that the 0-2 start had definitely gotten to him in the press conference after the Titans game. As exciting of a game as that was on Sunday, seeing them beat the Minnesota Vikings 28-24, to the, the biggest thing is Justin Herbert, I mean, he definitely has a lot of good weapons, whether it's Keenan Allen or whether it's Mike Williams. But unfortunately, with Mike Williams – he has a torn ACL and is out for the rest of the season. So that's one receiver that Justin Herbert is down. So, yeah, it's 
that's the one thing with the Chargers. They got all the talent in the world, but it seems like there's there's always something that gets in the way. And yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's a lot of a lot of season a lot of season ending injuries. And we're we just finished up week three in the NFL. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking about sports, because today is normally my today in history yeah. uh, portion uh, in baseball, Nolan Ryan sets a major league record by throwing his fifth no hitter on September 26, 1981, on this day. 1981, and wow. 1983, September 26, and 1983, we almost died, everyone. Soviet military officer Stanislav. Petrov averts a likely worldwide nuclear war by correctly identifying a report of an incoming nuclear attack as a glitch. <laughs> so on this day in 1983, we almost all died if this uh, Soviet military officer did not realize that it was a computer grit glitch that was coming over their systems as an incoming missile attack from America. So that was 1983. And in uh, 1973, the Concorde makes its first nonstop crossing of the Atlantic Ocean in record-breaking time. And uh, in 1960, in Chicago, the first televised debate takes place between presidential candidates Richard M. Nixon and John F. Kennedy. And in 1933, gangster Machine Gun Kelly surrenders to the FBI. He shouts out, don't shoot G-Man, which becomes the nickname for the FBI. Did you know? I didn't know that's where the nickname for the FBI G-Man came I from. I had no idea either. When I, well, obviously, when I hear G-Man, I think of the Giants. Yeah, that's the that's the first time I've heard of that one. So the G-Man, the the term referring to federal agents, came from 1933 when gangster Machine Gun Kelly surrendered to the FBI and shouted it out, "Don't shoot, G-Man." So that's where uh, that's today in history. Hope you found that. And let's see the quote for the day. For last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. T.S. Eliot said that. It's uh, 4.53, almost 4.54 here at the station, 61 degrees and cloudy. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 4.57 here at the station, 61 degrees and cloudy. Well, um, like I talked about smoke and mirrors, mirrors earlier, there's just more of that with this event that is going to actually open up to a congressional investigation. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee are probing the Biden Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, over her recent electric vehicle road trip where police were called on her and her team. It's funny. It's pretty, it's pretty hilarious if you think about it. She uh, planned to do this EV tour. Across the nation from, uh, well, not across the nation, from North Carolina to Tennessee. This four-day EV road trip to promote electric vehicles, to promote the system and such like that. But energy department staffers used a car with an internal combustion engine, a gas-powered car, to block off EV chargers for the secretary along the route because they know how hard it is to find chargers and infrastructure for her to complete her trip successfully. So in order for her to do this PR trip, which had reporters in tow, promoting EV vehicles and how great they are for the economy, how great they are for the environment, how great they are for the commuter, gets in this EV car, 
And this happened back in June for this four-day trip from North Carolina to Tennessee. And, of course, because of the lack of infrastructure for EV vehicles, they had to figure out where their charging stations, where they were going to stop and such like that. And because they know how few chargers there are and that they're most of the time taken, they sent staffer from the Department of Energy in a gas-powered car to those chargers to block it off so no one else could use it. Well, someone at a charger in a Walmart called the police and said, this car is parked here, and it says strictly for EV vehicles. It's a gas-powered car. It's not even charging. There's people here who need to charge their car. The police arrive just at the time the secretary and her media entourage arrive and gets to videotape this display, and the NPR was the first to put this out. But now the Congressional Oversight Committee is looking into this, how... It's, it's fiction. They manipulated the entire situation to tell you a lie, how great EV vehicles are, when this is what it took for them to try and push this performance. It's unbelievable when you look under the behind the curtain of uh, politics and what goes on. They don't want to tell you the truth. They just want to tell you what you think you want to hear. It's 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show.